Yo, Rob Harvilla from 60 Songs That Explain the 90s here to inform you that we are back with 30 more songs because the 90s were super long and had a ton of rad music. Please join us every Wednesday for more 60 Songs That Explain the 90s only on Spotify. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus in person select dates. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Friday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'In-Person, Kevin What's going on? And you saw, no notes. No notes. I did it right off the top of my head. Right in front of we you. We have a laptop open in front of you. There could be like a screen open with a bunch of nicknames. No, it's just NBA box scores. Just a bunch of NBA <laughs> box scores in front of me. I mean, we are in, at, improvisational genius over here. We are at NBA Summer League. <laughs> um, it it began last night in Las Vegas. There have been games that have been going on in Utah since we last spoke, and I had told you going into this Vegas Summer League that I was probably most interested in seeing Chet. And then we saw Chet in Utah and first night got everybody buzzing. I don't know if it's just because nothing else was going on. I don't know if it's because it was on ESPN. And so that's what it felt like everybody that's involved with NBA Twitter was watching at the same time. But I can't remember an NBA Summer League game especially in the Utah Summer League, they got more buzz than Chet's debut. Now, it didn't keep going as dominant as well, the week went Kenneth on. Kenneth Lofton showed up. It's because Kenny Lofton <laughs> showed up. And I also think that you've got games, uh, multiple games in a short amount of time, and it's not easy to breathe in Utah. You, any of those Utah Summer League games you watch, those teams are gassed out in the second half, right? By the fourth quarter, everybody's just walking up and down the court. But in terms of immediate return, I think that 
If you are an Oklahoma City fan, you have to be thrilled with what you've seen out of Chet so far. I know the common refrain is it's just summer league, but he certainly looked like he's going to be able to be effective very soon. Yeah, I mean, you can say it's just summer league, but you can also say it's one of the best summer league performances that you've seen. I mean, I did a, a Spotify Live that night with Kevin Clark and Steve Cerruti, two huge Magic fans, and they basically did like, I, the, I tuned it in. <laughs> the OKC post-game reaction show by Magic fans. And, you know, like with those two guys, I had, like, they, they wanted Chet on Orlando. They wanted to take him first, as did many Magic fans. Um, and for him to do everything that people imagined as the best-case scenario for Chet in his first summer league game, to me, that's why. Like, you mentioned it was on national TV, nothing else on, really, like, for NBA. It, it, it like, the, the fadeaway jumper, people splitting the clip up, putting it next to Dirk, the pull-up three in transition that he hit, his handle looked good. He showed off all the goods that he did in high school that he wasn't able to at Gonzaga. So, if you're a, a Thunder fan, you're feeling ecstatic. If you're a Magic fan, you're feeling panicked until, you know, we'll talk about Paulo later. But for OKC fans, it was, it, it's going to be amazing to now see a guy like him do what he did on both ends of the court. Because I thought over the course of the game defensively, people were not challenging him as much. Like they knew like, oh, if we go at the rim, yep. he's going to swat us away. He's amazing. He is. And let me just say, wildly unfair to have Josh Giddy in these games. Oh, he's I know they're so trying good. to I know they're trying to build some chemistry with guys, but when you watch some <laughs> of these guys that have been in the league uh and have obviously already been good on the NBA level and then you throw them in summer league games, it's like I mean <laughs> and there's a couple of them that Memphis had Xavier Tillman like every time he's like 14 points, 14 rebounds, five steals. And that is what you want. Like, if you're a fan of these teams, you want the players that have already performed on the NBA level. Like, when you plop them down in a summer league game, you want them to be obviously better than everyone. But the giddy thing, I mean... Kind of like Killian Hayes. Killian, <laughs> better than everyone? <laughs> I mean, you want him to be better than anybody. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, it can lead to... And, I, and look, you watch Chet, and you're like, okay, this guy is obviously better than everybody that's out there um, outside of maybe his teammate Giddy. On the other side, I mean, can we talk about your guy? Killian? No, 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 no. He's with Chet. He was half of the Thin Towers. Mm, Poku? You want to talk about Poku, Bro, Chris? he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but why is he my, why is he my guy? That's your guy. You but, love Poku. I mean, I love Poku. Yes, you do. I love you love Poku. Poku. I love Poku because how could you not love Poku? He you, is Chet you, without talent. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Poku's fun and exciting, and, and, and he's not good. But like, I, if that makes him my guy, sure. I, I only had him ranked like 12th or 13th. I didn't have him one like Killian. Killian was my guy. And Killian. I made a big boo-boo. <laughs> With Poku, that wasn't a... Uh, I mean, he's. I like Poku. Chris, how can you not like Poku? Oh, I love I, him. I, but he's fun. He throws behind-the-back passes. He to thinks, nowhere. <laughs> he thinks just, he's, to nowhere. He thinks he's the best player in the world. I love Do you it. think he's jealous of Chet? Oh, there's no question. He hates him. Do you think he's going to sabotage? I don't think he's going to have the opportunity to. Oh, he's going to be gone? <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know if he'll be gone or just won't be playing that much. I mean, hey, I, I'm still rooting for Poku, but he's not good. Let me mention this other thing, just on the OKC front, because they are a team that is uh, loaded with draft picks, loaded up. Jalen Williams? 
Boy, am I a fan. Oh, yeah. The, 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 it the looks first, smooth. We, we need to, we the need Santa to clarify. One. The Santa Clara first round pick, Jalen Williams. Also, second round, Jalen Williams is cool, too, but not as I good. I tell you, Jalen Williams, not only does the shot look good, he's smooth as hell. Man, I love the look. The, the little, little, I mean, the perfect bob <laughs> that's on it. I mean, he looks different than everybody. So that is, and I'll give him credit because when you're on a team with a guy with the exact same name, it's really <laughs> it's nice so for announcers to be able to differentiate you very easily. And so what they were doing the other night, I thought it was so funny. They were calling him Jalen Williams uh, number eight and Jalen Williams number six. And then by the time they got to the next OKC game, they were calling him Jalen Williams and then another one of them, Jay Williams. These announcers, that is hell to have two guys named Jalen Williams on the same court at the same time. It's going to be interesting during the season, too. Like how, how many minutes are they going to share on the court? I mean, it could get complicated for that OKC uh, broadcast crew. Could get a little complicated. But Jalen Williams, though, for real, like, he's really good. I, I, I was impressed this week with him. Like, he, everything he showed at Santa Clara, I mean, we've talked about him before, led, led that team in assists the last two years. That's not going to be his role playing with Josh Giddy and Shea Gildas Alexander. But I thought the decision-making out there, like, it showed up right away. The scoring showed up right away. And granted, it's, again, just Summer League. We don't have to hedge it every time we say it. But I don't know, man. It, it, to me, it felt like he has so many translatable skills that work in that that Thunder ecosystem. Because you say Giddy, it's almost not fair with him being out there. I mean, that dude that dude was averaging like an efficient triple-double to close the year. Yeah, we need like the unfair team. And we maybe we could put this together by Tuesday. Um, you and I can meet up and we're going to come up with the roster of the unfair team. Um, clearly, Giddy's like MVP of this. But... Oh, an all-unfair team? Yeah, like yeah. Josh Giddy. The graduates, graduates from Summer League, maybe? How about summer summer league graduates? Yeah, the like ones that? we have already yeah. seen so far, like um, Xavier Tillman, Josh Giddy. Who was an, I, there was another one that I saw recently, and I was like, "Oh, come on, who was?" It? Oh, Paul Reed. Paul Reed plays real minutes for the seventy six. Like he's clearly Paul Reed is John Hollander's guy. He clearly yeah, does yeah, not yeah. belong in summer league, though. No. no. Looks like Bill Russell out there. He's better than these guys, right? <laughs> like, so you you can just you can pinpoint these teams. Like, okay, who has a wildly unfair advantage because they have? There's a lot of the guys that end up in the games that are not guys that are they are either trying to have an NBA career or they're just not gonna have an NBA career. Like I was watching the other night, Memphis has Tremont Waters. Tremont Waters played on four summer league teams now. He's played on, like, the Boston team. He played on the Brooklyn team. I think last year he played on the Utah team. This year he's playing on the Memphis team. Like, those are kind of guys that, you know, are at Summer League that are that are getting real minutes for a team. Um, and then you got, like, Paul Reed. And Paul Reed played, like, 35 minutes in the game I watched. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Paul Reed is, <laughs> this is, like, this is such an unfair advantage to have him in the game. I mean, with guys like that, I mean, they probably don't play the whole summer league. They just get some reps in, get some opportunities, and then they shut them down. Well, and you also like for your second-year guys to look much better, right? Like, that like, the like they don't belong on this court. It's the case last night with Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher. Uh, He's built for summer league, though, too. Like, this is his... This is his environment. Yeah. Any, well, look, anybody that loves shooting, Josh Christopher loves to shoot. And I think that sometimes it can really hurt 
the guy that you're going there to see. I'm not trying to take away from uh, Josh Christopher, right? But in the case of like a situation like last night, and we'll jump to that, Paolo versus uh, Jabari, like you are at the mercy of your guards in summer league. And it, it's where it shows up. And this is the difference with Paolo, and it is the difference with Chet that is, the, that is different than Jabari. And this is why some people, you know, were a little harder on Jabari or not maybe as high on Jabari because Jabari is not a guy that brings a ball up the court or you just throw it to and he goes and gets a bucket. And in many cases, you would see Chet Holmgren with the ball, maybe an entire possession or certainly after one pass, he's got the ball. Um, and Jabari is more of a create for me than I'm going to go and create for myself, whereas Chet and Paolo. And so I'm maybe I'm making excuses for him because I'm a huge Jabari Smith fan, but I've seen this a lot with guys that have come into summer league and are the big, it's not a, it's not a great place to be a big guy unless you've got guards that are like the past first types. Um, that are trying to feed you and trying to get you in good positions to score, it's not unlike what he dealt with at all. Well, I mean, or or if you're a big who can handle, though. I mean, because that was the difference we saw last night between Jabari Smith and Paolo Bancaro. Bancaro was running dribble handoff actions. They had him on the post facilitating. He drew a double team. I mean, I remember this pass he had in the second half. I think it was the first, maybe first play of the second half ball gets kicked out to him behind the line. He immediately darts the ball to a cutter inside. And it's just like, oh, that's the benefit of having a guy who's six foot 10, 250 pounds and can handle the ball and create for others. Whereas Jabari Smith, the big question with him is like, okay, we know he can shoot. We know he can defend. We know he accepts his role. We know he works hard, but can this guy handle the ball? I didn't feel like we saw anything new from him in last night's game. And I, like, that's not a concern. He's just his first summer league game. He's just a kid. And he's playing with gunners. Exactly. He's playing exactly. with gunners, the, the, right? The circumstances and all that are work against him. But uh, it would have been really sweet to see him be able to attack the basket, finish effectively at the rim with consistency. Uh, and, and we didn't get to see well, that. Well, and I think what you want is you want him treated like Chet, like Paolo in terms of not necessarily like those guys are able to, you can just run the offense through them when you come down. But like, hey, we're going to, we're going to make this guy a focal point of the offense and we're going to try to give him 15, 20 shots tonight. That yeah. ain't, that ain't happening it. if you're out. But I'm saying it's not going to happen if you're out there with Josh Christopher. It's not going to happen if you're out there with, right? Like those other teams, they are trying to feature. These teams decide who they're going to feature, right? They get the ball in their hands. And again, you've got to decide, all right, here's the pecking order of this team and here's a guy that we want to get involved and in the mix a lot because he is a guy that you're creating for him, not the other way around. He's not creating for himself, and he's not necessarily creating for others. And so that's going to be a wait and see, but it's not an easy situation to be in. On the other side, I mean, you got to feel like the Orlando fans. Like, bro, get off the bridge. Yeah, You're fine. No kidding. <laughs> You're okay. It's all right. This guy's going to put up <laughs> some serious numbers. I, this is not an overreaction to uh, one summer league game. I mean, this is child's play for him, honestly, in summer league. He looks you can huge see out there. You see yeah. it. Were you, at, you, you weren't at the gym for that one. You I wasn't at flight. the gym, yeah. no. Yep. But I mean, I told you a couple of weeks ago when I was with them in Memphis, um, and I, I sent you that picture of him and my son. Yeah. My son's in sixth <laughs> grade. My son came up to like his crotch. I mean, the kid is 
huge. <laughs> he's huge. I mean, he's he is a mammoth of of a man. Like it's crazy. I, when I was around this hotel earlier today, I've I've run into I've run into Scotty Barnes ten times already. All right, and Scotty Barnes the big kid. He's huge too. Right, yeah. the big kid. He ain't Paulo big. He's not. Paulo is like one of those when you roll up on him, you're like, damn. Scotty's everywhere. He was at the NBA Finals too. I saw he's him everywhere. There. He's everywhere. He checked in the hotel I, behind I think, me I think last might, night. He's there, wearing a Gary Trent shirt. There might actually be Scotty Barnes clones, which, mean, which means the Raptors could trade one of them for Katie oh. and keep the other. Yep. You know who else? You know, you know what was crazy? So Scotty Barnes was right behind me when I was checking in. And right in front of me, there's a guy that was like mega tall. But I was like, I couldn't tell who it was for mine. And he turned around. Shea Serrano? Like no. Six, six, five? Oh, no. Yeah. It was one of those moments where it was like the, the free agency things that just kind of like get skipped past. And when he turned around, because I was, it was all wrapped up, like they were right around me. And so uh, the guy turned around and I was like, I'll be damned. It was Otto Porter. Otto Porter. And I was like, wow. I totally forgot he was a Raptor. <laughs> it was the first time I realized, like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, he's just with all the Raptors guys. I guess everybody's here. But yeah, Otto Porter. I had totally forgotten that. Your favorite player. Yeah, he, he can, my he, favorite. You, you believe that he can I shoot. I almost said You, you believe him. that he can shoot threes now, right? You know, I like him so much more. I met this, <laughs> I met this lady. Uh, this lady stopped me in the grocery store about three weeks ago. It's a weird story. And I was wearing a Grizzly shirt. And she was like, oh, those series were so great, whatever. And she was like, but I got to be honest, I was kind of rooting for Golden State. And I was like, why? And she's like, I'm, uh, I'm from Missouri. It's a real small town in Missouri. And she's like, and it's where Otto Porter's from. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, you should see the house he built for his parents and they're wow. still there or whatever. And I was like, That's so she's cool. like, he is just the absolute best. And we rooted for him coming up, whatever. And I was like, well, am I an Auto Porter fan now? Like, <laughs> just from this little lady. I think, lady. I'm, a, yeah, I think I'm an Auto Porter fan. <laughs> it was like this little old lady who was from Missouri. <laughs> and she was telling me how amazing Auto Porter is as a guy and how great he is to his parents and how she still knows his parents. And I'm like, this is wild. Yeah, you never know, right? He is from a real small town. In, in I, I didn't know he was from a small town. Yeah, wanna, real wanna, small wanna, town. Oh, God. What's it called? Do you you know? can find his... Uh, you can find it's right across. It's not Carothersville, but it's right across like the Tennessee Missouri state line. It says and, born St. Louis, but no, that's not probably not where he came from. No, 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 no. no. It's it's the he uh, and you can find his his high school stats are freako. He stats. went he went to Scott County Central. Uh, okay, I'm gonna mispronounce the name of this. this okay, so down. Scott County Sykes Sykeston. Yeah, Sykeston. Sykeston. So Scott County is between two towns, Cape Girardeau and Sykeston. I drove it all the time because my I went to school in Tennessee and my parents lived in St. Louis still. So I drove through that exact town. In fact, I I need to talk to Otto if I run into him about this. That exact town is in this is very common in rural America. Where you're, you're, you're driving down uh, the highway into 65, right? And then you'll go through this town and they've lowered the speed limit to 35. And it is just a bonafide, for 20 years, it's been a bonafide speed track. So that's where they get you. That's where it is. Where Auto Porter lives. Yep. And there's no telling. Every person in my family got a ticket there in Scott County. How does that work? In like, I've never been in a... I mean, that's how they make all their money. 
but like, but like, dinky so it's down. like 65 and then yeah, yeah, suddenly yeah. And they, then it just, yes, it, we're, we're, like, it'll go to 45. Like you, you really got to see the no. signs. You really got to be well, looking. Well, here's the problem. The road does not change. Everything is exactly the same. You're just happen to be going through this town. So the highway, nothing about it changes. You're not, you're not going through stop signs or anything. You're not going, you're not, you don't feel like you're going through a town. You're still driving on the highway. But they've just lowered the speed. Wow. They just cracked the speed limit down way low. And then, I mean, Jeez. it's just, it's every day, all day. Cars pulled off the side of the road. It sucks. Uh, I've never gotten I mean, a, it's, I've, I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've, really? I, got, I got pulled over uh, my first, I think my first month or two getting uh, my car when I was like, I don't know, 18, 19, whatever it was, I got pulled over. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't for speeding. It was like some weird stoplight oh, scenario. Man. Like someone was in the like in the middle of the road, and I gave like a light, light little honk. To, and then the cop pulled me over for that. And then one time, leaving college, one time I was definitely speeding a little bit. Like, Swerve uh, the mismatch, and, man. And, 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 like, and, and the 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 campus officer pulled me over, and he was like. Um, he's like, you know, you were speeding through there. I was like, really? I didn't, I didn't realize I was. How fast was I going? And he said to me, he didn't have the gun out. And I was like, oh, you just were going fast. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't, oh, I didn't think I was going. That, I wasn't going that fast. I was definitely over the twenty-five mile hour speed limit. But he's like, all right, yeah, well, just letting you know. It's like, okay, <laughs> somebody didn't have his gun out. So, so not. I mean, the speeding gun. Uh, <laughs> we are the mismatch, man. Not only. So you've got a lot of speeding tickets. I mean, I've had. How many? Over five? Yes. What? Probably. Seriously? Probably. I mean, from I, I, I mean, 16 I, I, to now. I mean, yeah, I'm old I mean, now. You're in your but, 60s but now. When I, 50 years <laughs> of driving. When I was uh, 50 years <laughs> of driving, oh, I'll tell you this. The work by far. When I was in college, same kind of thing. There's a rural town in Tennessee. I'm driving through it, and I'm driving back. I had gone to visit my girlfriend, and we had broken up. Uh, while I was on the trip and I was all torn up. I was mad about it, the whole thing. And I'm driving back home and I go through one of those towns, but it's one of those towns where you know, you know that the speed limit, it's a speed trap, right? Same thing. This wouldn't even cross my mind because I haven't been through it. Okay, it goes from 60 down to like 35. And then you've just got to put along through this town, right? Because they just, all they do is give tickets out all day, right? I've done it a thousand times. I've driven the same route. I know. I got a ticket there before, so I'm aware, right? So I'm putting on along through it, whatever. And there's this hill as you're leaving the town and you're, I'm speeding up, driving out of it, right? Rear, rear, rear. Guy comes behind me. Guy walks up to me and he's like, hey, son, you know, deep, deep south. He's like, uh, he's like, can I see your driver's license? I was like, for what? And he's like, you're speeding. And I was like, it goes up to, uh, it goes up to 55 here, right? And he's like, not yet, bro. I, when I tell you <laughs> that when you look up from my driver's seat, the sign is to the right. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah, sign. Yeah. Well, what did it say? 55. 55, yeah. <laughs> and he says, not yet. So you're right before where it goes to 55? The dude says, <laughs> you're driving 54 That's absurd. in a 35. I turned to him and he goes, I said, I said, I said, look, man, I said, the sign, I said, uh, now you got to remember, I'm in a bad emotional state anyway. Yeah, you had a break, you had a breakup. Yeah, he's hey, looking heart, at the sign broken. and he's like, not yet. And I look at that sign and I said, just my effing look. And I slam the thing. He's like, watch your mouth, son, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch my mouth. 
I was like, you just sit out here all day and off. give people tickets. Yeah. Is that what you do all day? I, I mean, I was losing it. And I was like, all day you just sit here and you give people speeding tickets. That's what you do. You wake up in the morning, you sit in that gas station parking lot and you wait for somebody to catch. And I was like, really, man? And he's like, you keep running your mouth. I'm going to give you disorderly conduct. I said, you give me the whatever you want, right? <laughs> Kevin, when I tell you he did give me everything he <laughs> wanted to, <laughs> my father had to, what? oh, my dad had to like, like wrote a letter or got some lawyer involved, like with the governor of Missouri. They were going to suspend my license. This dude wrote me up for everything he possibly could have because I had popped off like that. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I, at one point I told him, I'm like, dude, this is not the day. And I was like, really? I was like, you're going to give me one for going 54 and a 35. Like, this is wild. And, you know, like, it, it, again, it's hard to explain. It's like these old Southern guys. They're like, they're the kind of guys that like, they, they love the rules. You know what I mean? If they weren't being a cop, they would be a security guard. They would be a. They would be that person in your section that makes sure you're sitting in the right seat. They just love rules and enforcing rules, and like they get off on that. You know what I mean? That, that cop reminds me of the guy who first pulled me over. It was in Whitman, Mass. Like I said, I was at a stop. It was like a, at a four way intersection, and someone was sitting in the middle. Like we were in the middle of the intersection, and I gave a beep because I was nervous. Like we were yeah. in the middle of an intersection. Yeah. Like when the light just turned red, and I and I didn't even know I was getting pulled over. Like I, I, I pulled over the side of the road because I heard sirens and I, the cop who was on a bike pulled up next to my window. I saw the radio on and like, I was like, whoa, you know, whoa, he was right next to me. And he was like, like tapped on my window and I kept the music on. Like, I, and he's like, first thing he says, turn off the radio. And, and I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't know I was being pulled over. I didn't not realize. And he says to me, you know, why, why are you honking your horn back there? And I was like, I, I told him exactly what I just said to you. He's like, you shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be doing that. Like that little old lady, you probably scared her. I was like, I didn't even know it was an old lady. I was scared <laughs> in the middle of an intersection. And and, uh, and then um, he went back to, he pulled back, he goes back to his bike and and he comes back up to the window and he's like, you're lucky I just got another call because I'd be giving you a ticket that run your insurance up double. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's saying the same. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, sir. Um, and, he's like, and then he got off and he sped off on his bike. And I don't know if he was just trying to give me a scare or if he actually did get a call. I'm still confused about the scenario 15 years later, however long it's been. That's wild. I was scared in the intersection, Chris. Yeah. Why'd you break up? Uh, I had gone. I was gone. She was still oh, at gone. school. Oh, yeah, see. yeah, yeah. She was still at school. And I was, yeah, yeah. And it was like, we're not going to do long we distance. We do this all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, long distance is probably even tougher back then. I, I had just moved to Memphis. I'm going to enjoy going out with my friends and going out and doing whatever, you just enjoy still being in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't... Different life circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like something terrible, but it, it sucked nonetheless. Um, all right, so we've got... <laughs> I, had, I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's why that's... I mean, it's very common amongst oh, yeah. people that are in college, oh, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially if one of... You know, I'm sure there's a million people that are listening to this that have gone to different... You know, you your high like, schools and then you go to different colleges or whatever. That thing that thing is almost impossible to maintain. I, I thought you might have broken off because you said, like, Mark Price can't shoot or something like that. <laughs> I don't think I cared about it at the time. <laughs> I don't think I cared about it at the time. I can't remember. I don't know.
Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Paolo Bancaro, we saw last night. You also, you were at the arena, so you were able to get here early enough. You saw Ivy for the first time. My guy. I, I did not see that game live. You didn't? I, I didn't see that game live, no. I didn't see any of it live. Ivy tore it up. In the first play of the 26 game. 26-6. I, I know. Jalen Duran finishing live. The first play of the game. Pistons. Mm. Our the bright future Pistons. The bright future yes. Pistons. And this is nice because we share a team now. That's Chris. right. Like, like the Suns, we were never really in agreement with never. them. But the Pistons, we saw the glimmers of it. Like that first play, Killian defeating Ivy on the cut, then Duran coming from the baseline for that lob. That was a gorgeous opening set. Like, like it really set the tone for that whole game. Ivy, he had that play. I forget if it was first or second half, but when he when he brought the ball up the floor, they set a, a high pick and roll screen near the logo. And he went left, then right, split the pick and roll. That's why people said he looks like Ja, right? Like that electric ability to change directions and finish with such, you know, really like he's so explosive, but he's also just so smooth and fluid. It's, I mean, that that's why people say he looks like Ja. But moments All like fast that. twitch, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and but still under control. It's fast, but in control. Two other things from that game that that took place last with the Pistons and the. Uh, and the Trailblazers. So, monster bummer on Shaden Sharp. Yeah, that's too bad. He hit that nasty baseline jumper. Well, n- now he, like, he hadn't played in like two years. Then a shoulder injury? So, I mean, are we minutes? just not going to see him? I mean, I mean, here's He the was thing. one of the ones that was uh, for sure go out of your way because we just, we didn't get to see him in college like we did a lot of these guys. Yeah, and now he might be out for the rest of the summer league. I mean, I mean, we don't know yet. They said he was going to, I think Chris Haynes reported that he's getting an MRI today. As of recording right now, we haven't gotten reports on that. But I, I'd expect any type of injury, they're going to sit him out. If he's getting an MRI, like, I can't imagine he'll play, which is too bad. I was so excited to watch him Five play. Five minutes. Yeah, I know. He, that baseline jumper was nice, though. We saw that. The other thing <laughs> from uh, that particular game is something I wanted to mention to you because I just found it so fascinating. Uh, so, I was doing this bit the other day about uh, Kennedy Chandler and being like a, one of the top 10 high school players and that many of those guys, there's not that many like flame outs, right? Like many of them became the best players. Um, some of them, and you and I, this is how we got the one a couple of years ago. This is how I got a, a jersey sent to me from the Honey Badgers. Um, the Canadian basketball because of Trayvon Duvall who played there because we were talking about him being a top 10 high school player uh, and we tried to figure out where he is now and that's how I've got that Honey Badgers jersey. Well, a lot of these guys, like even if it, you know, even if they don't turn out to be the best of the best, you know, you can look back and um, it's like, oh wow, well that guy was considered one of the best players amongst his peers for many, many years prior to whatever took place in college or whatever else. I saw one in uh, 
like Jade McDaniels. There's another one. He's very, very high, high school rank. But I saw one that was crazy. And I, I just, because I usually keep up with this stuff all the time. And I don't know how this one, I missed it completely. But I was looking back on the Wiseman Edwards year, right? So James Wiseman was the number one on like 24-7 sports. He was the number one uh, ranked player in their player rankings. Anthony Edwards is the number two ranked player in their player rankings. The number three player in the player rankings from that year is Isaiah Stewart. Mm, he's hitting threes. Looking good. I don't remember Isaiah Stewart. I just don't. It's weird because I, I, I end up, you know, I scour YouTube and I pay attention to this, like where these guys are ranked in high school and whatever. Somehow, I just missed that completely. And obviously, I don't remember anything about the Washington year, you know, that he played. I don't remember literally anything. I don't remember Isaiah Stewart as a Washington Husky. And frankly, most people, if I bring up Isaiah Stewart, they think of him freaking out on the LeBron thing after he got elbowed in the face. And also, let's be fair, like, you know, those late night, those are probably 11, That's 10, right. 10 p.m., 11 p.m. games. And it was now. a weird year. Yeah, it was a weird year. That was yeah. the weird year, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was. It was the, that was the year that ended no conference tournaments, no NCAA tournament. And they had, I believe, both of them, right? They would have had Stewart and McDaniels. Yes, but, but like with that, with Stewart, though, I, here's what I remember about his year at Washington. End of the year, they started giving him the freedom to shoot a little bit. And, and I remember talking to some NBA like people around across the league with him, like before the draft, yep. and they say, I think there's a chance he could become someone who starts shooting. And granted, he hasn't done it with great success in the NBA so far. You know, three or four last night. Three or four last night, looking real fluid. There's just something to keep in mind with Isaiah Stewart. He's not just like a down low, tough, bruising rebounder, at rim finisher. Washington recognized his potential as a shooter. He recognizes his potential. And I think the Pistons, now, especially with their new personnel and everything that they have, like you're going to have Jalen Durant as your inside guy a lot. Right. And Stewart, so now this guy's stretching 100%. the floor. 100%. So if Stewart can effectively space the floor, that's going to change the dynamic of the things they can do on offense because he can also play inside if he's at the five, you know? Because it's that, one that, of those things where when I saw that, it was like, hold on now. Like, this guy has not been bad, obviously, since he's coming to the league. But solid. it's it's yeah. one of those where it's like, all right, get on my radar. Here's something to pay attention to because this guy was considered absolutely awesome. Like, you see that that class was loaded, loaded I'm about to pull it up with talent, 24-7. Go look at the Wiseman uh, Edwards year. I mean, it is a lot of those guys are pros now. I think most. Like at maybe. Uh, so this is 2019 high school rankings. Yeah. All right. So for RSCI that year. So this is the average rankings. So, average rankings. So average rankings of a bunch of different places. All right. Isaiah Stewart was actually two for the RSCI. That's unbelievable. Wiseman one, Stewart two, Cole Anthony three. Anthony Edwards, four. Vernon Carey, five. Remember Vernon Carey? Vernon Carey <laughs> yeah, yeah. is, you know how I know Vernon Carey now? And I, I'm i apologizing to Vernon Carey's family and everybody in advance, okay? Obviously, great. <laughs> oh, great, God, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, great first name. Vernon Carey will forever be a great first name. <laughs> you know I am uh, a huge sports cards collector, and my son is too. Vernon Carey will forever in our household, and I think many sports collectors' households, be known as 
the guy that was the source of greatest disappointment. Because when you spent money on cards and you were popping open cards and you would move your, you know what I mean? You were, you were lightly moving to the next card and you saw that Charlotte symbol, you knew oh, you yeah. had nailed the lamella. <laughs> and you but got, you got freaking you Vernon. Have- Yo, you got <laughs> Vernon Carey, bro. You didn't kill Lamelo. You got Vernon Carey. You might have caught a Grant Riller, but you were for sure getting Vernon Carey. Uh, I'm talking autos. You're like, oh my god, I just hit the Lamelo auto. No, you didn't. You hit the Vernon Carey auto. Mm. That's who. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's who he's gonna be forever to too us. Bad, too forever, bad. he is a source of disappointment. <laughs> Him and whatever that big old bum was years ago, Goga Batazzi or whatever. Every time we would see the little rookie card thing in the corner, we would get all jacked up and it'd be a friggin' Goga. How about Nico Mannion, number six? Uh, he's overseas. Yeah, he is. Italy. That one didn't work out. Yeah, redhead. Jaden McDaniels, RJ Hampton, Scotty Lewis. I love Scotty Lewis in Florida. Good player. Tyrese Maxey, number 10. I mean, he's good players, man. I saw Jeremiah, Jeremiah Robinson Earl last night at the restaurant I went to, actually. He was six, 15 on rankings. I saw him at Fuhu last night. He was eating there. How? He was just playing for the Thunder in that Utah thing. I he mean, was already in Vegas at a restaurant? Yeah, he, yeah, he was there last night. Wow. Okay. I believe. Maybe you wouldn't him. Saw somebody that looked like Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> I don't know because he's easily confused with other guys. Uh, so someone, someone uh, at the table pointed him out. Said, hey, that is Jeremiah Robinson. Earl. Maybe, right. maybe they were. Yeah. Who else in that? When, class? Wendell Moore was twenty-five. We'll get to see him play this week. Patrick Williams, twenty-nine. Johnny Juzang, thirty-four. Zeke Naji, thirty-eight. Lamelo Ball. Where do you think he was ranked? RSCI. Lamelo. Give me a number. I mean, you're already down to the forties. Yep. That's outrageous. Yeah. He was 40 on the button. That's crazy. I know. That's wild. That's wild. It yeah. is wild. It's, it's really, I mean, like, Kai Jones now with Charlotte, he was 50. Okay, so you've got, that, that thing that you're looking at, Scott, Isaiah Stewart is the second best player in that second, class. yes. You know what I mean? It's just, that's something to keep in mind. Because when we, think, when we think about these guys, it's like, all right, if he develops into something maybe more than what we expect, you're going to be able to look back at that and be like, oh, yeah, no wonder. He's always been good amongst these guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and I say that to say what was crazy about the other night with the Kenny Lofton Jr., who is the most electric player in the NBA yes. at this point, when he was playing against Chet, <laughs> I even posted, though. I'm not going to argue that because you're not wrong. Those guys, look, he played. Kenny Lofton was on the best of the best, like those teams coming up. When you get selected for that Team USA under-19 team, like you are, that is a collection he's, he's a of good the absolute best guys, right? And so it was funny, after the game, they asked Chet about him, and he's like, Kenny is, is good. good. He's a good and player. Kenny's going to be in the NBA for a long time. Obviously, he's got to get in shape. There's no question oh, no about doubt. that. But there's nothing like him. I mean, how about... There how, is nothing like Kenny Lofton Jr., Kenneth Lofton Jr. This, this, uh, this, I'm not sure it's loading, but this segment where he had the post up on Chet. Oh, my God. And then on the other end of the floor, he ends up like hitting a pull-up yes. three-pointer. My, uh, my beloved Tony Allen used to call that tomato chest. 
bang, tomato chest. Bang, tomato chest. The, the, if the guy the, moves back, I mean, the, the, he, was the fall, the yeah, he was tomato Ooh. chesting Chet. And that is the criticisms of Chet. Will the body hold up? Now, in fairness, how many times are you going up against a 270-pounder that's dropping a shoulder into you? Not that much. But when you think about it, and, and again, in order to become what you think the guy can become, Yo, Giannis is going to throw your ass in the third row. And, and Zion is going to throw your ass in the third row. Like these guys, that is, it is a man's game down there. And Kenny Lofton, is, he's going to be playing for the Memphis Hustle this year. That's just a little taste. That's a different world. And that's where the Chet strength thing can show up. Because you can't just be getting tomato chested all the way back into the basket, right? Um, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of moments this year where he gets tossed around like a rag doll. And those, right. and those moments will go viral. But I I think with Chet, what we're gonna see is this year you're gonna see people who t- talk about it like the way we're discussing now. He's gonna get you know tomato you know Chet what like, but also he's not gonna give up. No, like he's gonna have moments where he does get put underneath the rim and still blocks the shot for sure. And, and that's the thing about Chet that uh, you know is undeniable. This dude has a winning, never give up tough attitude. And so I look forward to seeing him get bullied. Yeah. Because I know he's not going to back down. The question is, and this is one of the things I was talking with my buddy about the other night. And he, he, he's not as high on Chet. And he said, I said, look, you look at all these different guys and what they looked like when we first saw them at Summer League versus what they would look like now, whether it's a Giannis, whether it's a, you can go on and on and on, right? Even, Evan Mobley will come back inevitably and he's going to look bigger and, and stronger. Jaron Jackson was skinny, you know. Now he's got these big muscles. Uh, they all kind of fill out. And he's like, he doesn't look like he's got a frame that is going to fill out. No, he, I, mean, he's, he, I mean, I think for you him. You know what I mean? Like those that. guys, if you see, like, you got, anybody can go look at those before and, before and after Giannis's. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. But but Chet, like, doesn't have those wide shoulders. Right. And, and I think with Chet, now, here's the thing, right? He he might always be somebody who can't effectively defend in a bead one-on-one. But I think with him, you, the way you're going to build your roster out if you're OKC, think about, think about what they are right now. They have a bunch of dudes who are 6'6 and taller. I think OKC is going to be one of those teams where they, where they have Chet in an off-ball situation where he's the guy coming over to help. He's the guy rotating over in their defense. He's more the Robert Williams. Like for Boston, that that's the way I, I envision that they're going to be. I agree, and maybe that is something that holds him back. You know, where maybe you can't use him in those matchups. But like, like you just said, there's not a lot of those guys. I agree. There's certain and, matchups where it will matter, but that's where you just change what you're doing on defense if you're OKC with all the versatility you have. I agree. And here's the other thing: you're going to look up at Chet's playing center, and his offensive abilities are going to render your big lug unplayable. Yes. So now, that guy that can back him down, the guy that can throw him in the third row, that guy's not getting to play because he can't He's getting pulled out. He's getting pulled out of the perimeter. Especially, I mean, what Chet showed that opening night, it was everything anybody could have wanted to see from him on offense. I mean, like, isn't isn't it weird? I mean, like, you know, Gonzaga was a great team. They were a great team. Mark Few, you can't knock him for the offensive system they built for Drew Timmy with Chet feeding him the ball. But, I mean, come on. 
Come on. I mean, for what we saw from Chet, don't you feel like there's probably some uh, some untapped potential for that Gonzaga team, especially the way they did flame out? Well, like, I, like how like where like did they well, don't have, he wasn't he wasn't good against Memphis or Arkansas, But they didn't have Chet in situations where he's bringing the ball up the court. They didn't have situations where he's like in a position to shoot off the shoot off the dribble from three. Like, he wasn't empowered to do that. And, and that's where I'm like, maybe there was some untapped potential for that Gonzaga team that we just weren't able to see because Chet wasn't empowered from the beginning of the year when they got into training camp together. Timmy was the guy. And, and he was it's a great all, player. Yeah, and it's totally all about, cool. Right, that's right. You know? It's all about pecking order, yeah. right? It's all about pecking order on these teams. And it's like, Timmy was treated as the guy. Which he and was. So, and he was deserving. You know, he deserved it. Well, and they played two. Great, great college player. They played two mega athletic teams. You know, those last two games yeah. of the season where they... um they played against Memphis in that war, and then they had the uh, well, they got knocked out by Arkansas. Arkansas was full of athletes too, right? And so it was a little different. And yeah, Timmy's been there for ten years. He gets the ball first, right? <laughs> he really, he's going back again, right? Who, who is the? Uh, playing, I think he's playing uh, again. Uh, who is the college player that like is in their sixth year of college because I got the extra COVID year or whatever? That's the Perry Ellis, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Perry Ellis yeah, Award. Ellis, yeah, the Perry Ellis Award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Ellis is there like every single year. I mean, he was at Kansas for thirty years. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he was for thirty years. <laughs> it felt like that with. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was like that. I always felt like Devonte Graham was there for a long yeah, time. Yeah. But maybe he wasn't. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Timmy is a Timmy's a really good one. He oh, is a good player. I mean, uh, the guy that was the point guard for Miami. Oh yeah, Charlie. Uh, was it Charlie Moore? Something like that. He got. I mean, he got recruited out of Chicago. Like, it, he was going to Memphis to play for Josh Pastner. I'm look. I'm looking up. The Do you name. know how long ago that is? That was a long time ago. And he started for Miami this year. When they ran what's their names out of the gym and uh, ran Auburn. They killed Auburn. Yeah, ESPN article has a headline here. Miami point guard Charlie Moore's six year four school Odyssey. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> was it Arizona he played at or I think it was Arizona. I'll get I'll get you. I think all he ended the, up at Arizona in moment. And he was it. Yeah, that's so he had, wild. Uh, <laughs> so he started with Cal in 2016-17. I mean, that's crazy. And then Kansas 2018-19, then DePaul 2019-20 and 2020-21. He's a Chicago and Mi- kid. And then Miami 21-22. So that's wild. <laughs> All the way <laughs> what with an advantage in 2016-17. Yeah, you talk about guys who don't belong in summer league. Guy who, I mean, you're a little old. <laughs> get, off, get off campus. <laughs> Why are you? No wonder he's like killing everybody. He's like yeah. college Jason Kidd. A little, a little weird to be hanging around campus now at your age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just saw this headline pop across. Uh, I, I guess I oh, have not we seen got, this. We got news? From, no, news? no, no. I just mentioned freaking Devontae Graham. He got arrested and charged with a DWI. Really? Oh, God. Of all the days for me to mention him. For goodness sake. Seriously? Devontae. Yeah. Uh, That's brutal. Oh, wow. Yeah. I see Jeez that. Louise. All right, not great news yeah, on North that North Carolina. Front. Not that's, great that's news terrible. on that front. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance has the award-winning service to give you just that. They'll help you protect your home and what's inside of it at the high standard their members have grown to expect. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. 
and you can do it all right in the USAA app. And they offer many discounts to help their members save. That could put your wallet at ease too. Visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more. Eligibility restrictions apply. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. San Antonio, Texas. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. All right, so here's what you're expecting. One of the things is, like when I was walking around last night, it became rather evident, just like when you were saying you went to the restaurant. Like everybody in the NBA is here. Everybody. Like everywhere I walk, you're like, oh, there's so and so. There's so and so. I saw a Pelicans coach last night, Willie Green. Um, we saw Woj. Me, me and Jesse Lopez, oh, as we were walking into your hotel here, we saw Woj just standing outside. Yeah, he's popping around. Uh, I've seen, I saw Trajan Langda. I saw David Griffin. I saw Kyle Kuzma. Green. I saw Kyle Kuzma here Kuzma. at the game. Yeah. Uh, Alperen Shengun. Oh, you saw Shen, him? Shengun in the flesh. Yes. You saw him? Yeah. Get some that? cool sunglasses on. Well, what I am excited about is all these guys and all these decision makers are now in the same place. We'll probably get some news. You know, I'd hope so. We have seen it's a little dry right now, isn't we've it? We've seen trades and then we have seen free agency. You know, there's like six or seven of those guys still kind of left out there. And so whether those are sign and trade deals or whatever else, I mean, I will never forget. It might have been, I think it was the last time I was at Summer League. So last time I was at Summer League was Zion's year. And uh, what an event. I will never forget that night. I can't believe that. I, I was it. still awake when the Kawhi Paul George thing happened. Oh, I was still I recorded a podcast that night with Chris Ryan, a reaction pod. That was the craziest. But I mean, that is one of those where it's like, all right, everybody's kind of around each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe some moving and shaking yeah. will be. Uh, and the other thing that is surprising to me, this may be more so than in years past. It used to always just be like the rookies, second year players, G League guys, whatever. I feel like I have seen an insane amount of uh, current NBA players here, more so yeah. than ever before. I feel like now, and maybe it's just, Summer, it hasn't taken place in a long time. People haven't been yeah. able to be around each other without masks in so long. It's a fun time, too. And like, I, think I, that, I, love, I love Vegas. And I think league. a lot of these teams are probably getting together, maybe getting some run in and workouts, maybe, yeah. you know, getting together in the morning. But it does feel like an immense amount of the current players that aren't involved in the summer league. That was not so four or five years ago. It was pretty much just the young oh, yeah. people of the league. Now it's everybody. No doubt about it. I mean, we just rattled off a handful of names. We'll, we'll, go right. to, we'll go to Thomas and Mac later today and see a whole new set of players that, you know, especially with a, a bunch of teams playing today. But yeah. it, it's nice, though. I, I love, I mean, I really love Vegas Summer League. 
I do too. It's a good time. You know, you could be here. I saw you post that people yeah. should do this. Yeah, I, th- I think they I, should. I think every if you're a fan, every NBA fan, especially in a year where you have a good a good potential rookie, like that, that's the best year to go. Like, go to that game, have a good time. And I thought the arena yesterday. I mean, it's it wasn't like with Lonzo Ball when Lonzo had his debut and the whole arena was full and it was loud and it was crazy. But I mean, the whole lower bowl was full. It was a good atmosphere. It was nice. I had a good time at the game, and, and it's like even more than that. Saturday just, night, Rockets Thunder. That, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot be another of people. Good one. There'll yeah. be there'll be quite a few people at that one, I would think. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that. It'll be a it'll be a good ten day. I'm not going to be here ten days. Or well, whatever, now I want to see Ivy and I want to see Paolo because yeah. I flew in last night, so I didn't yeah. get to see them. I, I want to see Pistons live too. I I, I had to leave for a dinner, but I, I want to see them go live. together. Yeah, our Pistons. Yeah. Let's go see our Pistons, you know, and maybe just sit amongst Pistons fans so that we can. <laughs> I mean, um, you're not allowed to wear Pistons apparel. The, I can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Tayshawn Prince is my guy. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm trying to think. I want to see Matherin. Um, yeah, I want to see Matherin too. Yeah. I saw Tyrese Halliburton at the airport. Oh, you did? Halliburton. Sources say. Oh. Tyrese Halliburton is now training with Drew Hanlon. Oh, I can't wait for the Twitter updates. Mm-hmm. And getting mad at you when you don't vote in most improved. Oh, yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can get mad at Ryan Rosillo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Drew, Drew might get really angry with me again. He's, he's working out yeah. with Drew Hanlon, huh? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I'll tell you what, though. That could be good for Tyrese. I mean, like, he, I mean his, he's getting better. It doesn't matter who he trains with. He gets better all the time. But like, I, I, like Hanlon's guys get better. You know how many scammers be, are be, out there be, now? Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, Drew Hanlon's on the up and up. You know what I mean? Drew Hanlon's a real, like a real guy that has improved real NBA players. And just go to it, Instagram, it, man. There's guys. I mean, they, they're guys that they take these. NBA players, they got them running through tires and dragging pickup trucks up a hill and getting paid a thousand dollars to do it. Like shit, I mean, I mean, I'll, I, I'll train your ass. You know, you know where I think you learn about if a trainer or a coach is legit is from the player. And and yes. I think like with Drew Hanlon, you talk to his clients, they rave about him. You, over you, and like, over again. like talk talk to like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram about Fred Vinson. Like they're like they rave about Fred Vinson. And that that's where, like, I'm so excited for somebody like Dyson Daniels. You see the, the practice footage of him working with Fred Vinson. I know Fred Vinson is legit as an assistant coach because of the conversations with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram when I was doing, you know, Pelican stories last year or whatever it was. But, I mean, that that's where you find out. But you're right. There's a lot of scammers out there. It's going to be unbelievable. We're going to get to watch a bunch of uh, basketball out here and see a lot of people that we don't normally see. If you uh, if you happen to be out in Vegas and you see us, say hello. Um, good opportunity. I've already met a lot of people that have said some super nice things about listening to the pod, et cetera. And so uh, I'm excited about that, too. It's the first time you're right. There's like fans around. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice that are watching. Uh, it's great that are watching all these different games, and I like seeing people getting excited about this. Seeing a lot of kids, people bringing kids out here to watch these summer league games. It's a great opportunity, and so if you see us, uh, say hello. And Kevin, I guess we will talk again next week. Yes, sir. We might be recording Monday, right? Is that possible? Because yes. because I'll be gone Tuesday, so and I'm might, flying we, out yeah. Monday also yeah, so or we, Tuesday. So also. we'll we'll probably do a Monday show then next week. We'll do uh, a and Monday we'll do show one in person. Of this week. So you'll get it even sooner. Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez. As always, who is in this room? We have met Jesse Lopez for the first time ever. 
We met him. Yes, in person and in the flesh. Today, also a video producer, Richie. What's going on, Richie? Richie's yes. here producing us yes. on video. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like we just filmed the Ray J Kardashian video with Richie walking around here <laughs> everywhere. I should have bit my lip. Oh God. <laughs> Right. It's going to do, do it for today's episode. We will... Uh, oh, stop acting. That's good. Sorry, stop acting. Stop acting. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking good. about. That's All good. right, everybody. Let's do it for an episode <laughs> of The Mismatch. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, y'all. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.